Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. Super excited to be back with another episode of my podcast, Rewarding Conversations. And I am here with Lacey. Say hello, Lacey. Hello. That's Lacey, everybody. <laughs> um, so I met Lacey through a very close um, person in my life, Lynn. Um, and Lacey is the sister of Lynn. And I heard, yes, oh, Lacey's sweet. I've heard a lot about Hi. Lacey. And Lynn was telling me all of these things about her. And, oh, she's involved in burlesque. And she's done this. And she's done that. And I'm like, okay, this is the perfect person to have on my podcast. (laughs) So I reached out to Lacey. And she very generously said, hey, yeah, let's do this. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But let's do, which is hilarious. I've talked about that before. Everybody that says to me, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm not that interesting. They're the most interesting people by far. So, um, and just checking out your Instagram and everything, which I'll put links and everything below in the description. You're a very interesting person. But as I always say, look at you laughing over there. Yeah. Um, Blushing is perfectly fine. Uh, Nobody can see you right now. They can hear you, but they can't see you. So blush away. Um, (laughs) Right. Uh, But as I always say, we can never know where we are now until we know and have an idea where we came from. So whatever that looks like for you, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm the worst at talking about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody literally says that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I feel... Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so my name's Lacey. Um, I go by Lacey or Jane. Jane's my middle name or Lacey Jane. I'm pretty, pretty open-minded. You know what's cool is my wife, Emily. Her middle name is Jane. Just got to throw that out there. I love the name Jane. I think yeah, she the, likes the it too. name Jane is awesome. Uh, that being said, that's how I actually got my burlesque name. So my burlesque name is Jane the Dane. Mostly oh, I, I just love that. wanted something to rhyme with Jane. <laughs> and it's hard sometimes with burlesque names because you have to make sure you're not too close to another burlesque name because we try to yeah. make sure, especially in the same area, that no one kind of gets you confused. So it's kind of like more of a respect kind of thing, like try not to have this very sure. close or similar name as somebody else just because not everybody is open with their like either burlesque side or um in pittsburgh here that's a really big is drag as well or some people do a combination of both and some people are completely fine with their work life they're like cool yes other people aren't so open about it just because uh still here um i can't tell you about anywhere else but still here it um people can still job discriminate against you just finding out that you are a drag performer or a burlesque performer that they is think so it's nuts taboo. to me mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, i find it really wild that we still live in a world where like what you do in your personal life and you're not hurting anybody and you're not negatively impacting anybody can still be held against you yeah um at, at work which is so wild so when you say here just to be clear with the audience you're in pittsburgh yes um and and i do appreciate you being open and talking about that kind of burlesque um, I love the name, by the way, Jane the Dame. That's Thank pretty you. cool. Uh, Thank you. I, on a previous episode, I have spoken to Hazel Honeysuckle, um, who I just thought, I'm like, that's the best just burlesque name I've, it's, I've it's ever awesome. heard. I and, love it. Yeah. And she actually talked about that when, when my wife and I met up with her in person, when we went out to Vegas, she talked about, uh, you know, names and how do you come up with your name and not being close to other people's names. So it's really interesting you said the same thing because it's like she described it as kind of a respectful thing. Like you don't want to have just a name that's close to somebody else's name or something like that. But after a while, you know, rhyming becomes a little bit difficult and people have a yes. lot of the same names. Yes. So you're like, what do I rhyme? But Jean the Dame, I really, really like. So how long have you been doing burlesque? 
I think it's been roughly five years. As of right now, this, um, I'm not, I am doing burlesque. I'm not doing burlesque just because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was one of the few people who decided not to do it in their home just because I just prefer to chill at my house. And my house has yeah. like a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed and I don't want to be like, here's things. And also here's my hole in my wall. Yeah, here's my uh, projects I need yes. to get to. Yeah, also my project. I have tons of projects. Um, I'm not in that room, but my office where I work, because I work from home, I have like just a wall of just like um, outfits, just a, just glitter, just pure glitter, you know, because every just, house just, needs that. Just a room of glitter. Yeah, just just a room <laughs> of glitter. I think that would be a crying room. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, mistakes were made. Um, yeah, right, exactly. But I also have like a uh, a mannequin that I put like okay. outfits on as well. So if there's yeah. um, a show that I know that's coming up and the way I do things, I kind of slowly piece things together. And so I use that mannequin as well. And I'm doing that for like a show, hopefully in October, as long as uh, things don't go back in lockdown again. Yeah. But uh, and for me, um, and everyone's different, I just prefer a live audience. That's where I kind of get my endorphins from. Yeah, for doing sure. Doing it like in my house, I'm like, cool, I'm in my house. You're not in that space. Yeah, I'm not in that that environment. It's the environment for me that I absolutely love. Like being in a new area, being able to like move around. My house is a very small Pittsburgh house, so I can only move in like certain areas. I have a lie. I forgot the question. (laughs) No, 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 no. I was actually just going to say, I have a whole bunch of branch off questions. I asked you how long you've been doing burlesque. You answered that, but it naturally leads to the why, uh, why we do anything is always very interesting to me. So if you've been doing it for about five years, what was that? What was that tipping point of said, you know, I'm going to do this because I've seen a lot of burlesque performances. I've met a lot of burlesque performers. You're really, I mean, literally putting yourself out there. It it is, it is a full blown performance. It is costume. It is the persona, the personality. You have to be able to captivate an audience. You have to be able to hold a stage. Like you really have to be a performer and it's really interesting. And it's really fascinating to me of how people get in it. So what was that like for you? And, and I'm curious, was this just an absolute fresh, never done anything like this before? Or were you a stage performer, an actor, improv, anything like that beforehand? So like kind of what was that thing that got you into it? Okay. So it's, um, little of both so like for me in high school i was the musical kid like i was that background musical kid uh have no background in dancing at all which is real interesting which is not common some people do but it's not as much usually somebody has like a dance background getting to burlesque i had the musical background i had a musical and i had like stage handling in high school and i liked it it was fun and then i went to a um, school in Manesson, PA, which is, by the way, middle of nowhere, PA. There's okay. a school called uh, Douglas Educational Center Tom Savini Program. From oh, okay. there, yeah. So it, it all kind of correlates. So uh, yeah. from there, that's where I learn special effects makeup between like movies, plays. Yada, yada, I was going to say Tom Savini, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Savini, the monster maker. That's all we want yeah. to say, the monster maker. Yeah, um, so anybody, real quick, sorry, anybody yeah. out there that doesn't know, please Google Tom Savini, absolute legend he in the industry. He's um, a character. Yeah, absolute legend. Um, 
So a- anyway, can t- I, but I'm very curious about that. If we could do a little yeah. side plot. So you got into learning how to do like special effects and makeup and FX yeah. stuff, I'm guessing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What was uh, what was that like for you? Like, did, did you get to work on anything, any projects? Was it like indie stuff, small stuff, or was it just at school? Like, what was that? So I mostly did like the little like baby films. Yeah. Uh, nothing crazy, just helping with like college stuff. Like, um, yeah. I had a couple of friends who were in the film department as well. So there was like multiple different sections to the school, but mm-hmm. all kind of correlated to like the art side of things. There was a film program. So um, one of the people that I'm actually so close with, uh, they were doing films and stuff. So I was kind of help with that. Um, it was interesting because like I said, it was in the middle of nowhere. So we would do just um, makeup and stuff all the time. And at the time we just didn't take off our makeup. So we would just walk around basically half a band in town. And then the people who were still there going, what the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and like, sometimes it just depends on like the prosthetic and you could always tell rotation of what somebody was in that year, depending on what makeup they did and what model was just like roaming around. Yeah. <laughs> just the streets of Manesson, PA. I love that. Cause we that. would just find like random band and things. Like I had one personally for me, someone turned me into aquatic animal. I had somebody that I turned into a character from A Clockwork Orange, just like, you know, just casually just holding their milk. Oh, one of the Drews? Uh, yeah, one of the Drews, just, just yeah. chilling. Yeah, just Manassas hanging out in, in the milk bar. Yeah, milk as you bar. do. As um, you do. My favorite story from the place is their first year of being there, or like first year opening in Manesson and not telling anybody. And, like surprise? Yes, and... One of the projects they had to do was a zombie pop uh, project. So the town was very confused and thought there was a zombie apocalypse happening when they saw all these people oh dressed up as zombies coming from the school. That's amazing. Could you imagine what that being those townsfolk was like? You're just yeah. like out grocery shopping and you see a bunch of zombies walking around. And you're like, well, this is it. Now it's happening. And that was like probably 12 years ago. And people still talk about it in, in the that's in a little town. hilarious. Because they're just like, yeah, we were just like, you know, minding our own business. And then we see at least 20 plus people just come out just full on zombie. And I was like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> that, that's when stuff could go really sour when somebody has like a truck and they're like, all right, I'm going to run over some zombies now. Yeah. And you're I mean, like, oh on the boy. bright side, it was already abandoned for most of it. So. <laughs> well, that's good, at least. Yeah. What was What was the coolest thing that you learned about Ooh. doing that or the most surprising thing? that you learned about doing that, that that the average person just doesn't pick up by watching movies or television or anything like that? Oh, that's a hard one, because I learned so much that even to today, I kind of, like, pick out. I think, hmm, I guess for me, it's just picking out, this is going to sound so weird, picking out the face shape of people, because that's okay. one of the things we learned was, um, with sculpting, was, um, oh, okay. Instead of doing it as a big picture, you do it by, like, sections. And, like, eventually you kind of, like, see that in people how, like, the details, you're, like, you start to know the details a little bit more in, like, certain things. You're, like, okay, I understand, like, you'll just start to analyze people on the street. You're just, like, oh, I see your face kind of does this. Or, like, your ear's a little bit higher. Like, and then you just feel like a creep because now you're just staring at these people going, oh, let's see what your face looks like, because, you know, logic way of thinking. 
so you still kind of you still kind of think that way in terms mm-hmm. of like oh this face would be good for prosthetics or mm-hmm. i would do this with this face or i wouldn't yeah. do this that's so interesting yeah that's so you kind of section a face off and that's how you kind of mm-hmm. do it it's it's better off when you're like sculpting you do like a uh, almost like a block shape of like a general shape of what you want and then slowly just do it by sections that yeah. works for me everyone does a little bit different mm-hmm. um also sometimes even with sculpting you don't need like bought tools like best random hack i ever learned was um my one teacher showed me how to do a sculpting tool with guitar strings and like a little pipe it was like a little like tubing pipe that you just Mm -hmm. get the guitar like strings kind of like make like a a, like a hook shape and like putting in the tubing and clamp it off just because it can make uh finer lines and make things smooth out a little bit further than uh any like other sculpting tools and you can get it like go to like the hardware store like get like little tubing and then yeah go to the guitar store and like you 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 have it available yeah and then what's nice you can do what any size that you want you can make it like really small for like small detail areas or like do like one of the thicker base strings and like make it big it just kind of wow. just smooths That's everything really cool. out a little bit better yeah it, depending on what uh, kind of player you're using, yeah. Inside tips from the industry. I love that. Yeah. So I, I digress. Let's get back to burlesque. Um, th- <laughs> thanks for going on that little side yeah, route no, with no, me. no problem. Uh, so burlesque, um, you, you had a little bit of experience with, you know, that type of world of things. But what was that, you know, kind of step into it? So I met a friend um, who I met at... Sydney town that's why I was kind of bringing mm-hmm. up yeah and um he's from Maryland so this okay. is gonna go on a little bit of journey he yeah. ended up meeting a woman from Pittsburgh I don't know if it was like an online dating thing or what but she was friends like really good friends like they grew up together with a um like a burlesque kind of troupe and they did like a thing yearly they don't do it now I think they did it the last one was like 2018 but did this thing called the astrosity tour and when my friends got married up in maryland she as their wedding thing or like their wedding party had them come up and that's how i met it was like a burlesque slash freak show kind of thing so we did yeah it was really dope like we had um the one guy who uh did a bed of nails also like had us like the one dollar bill is like stapled, stapled to his body, oh, which yeah, when you're fun. not prepared for that, it's it's a doozy. You know, I you go to a wedding, just yeah, it, it is, especially at a wedding. You're not prepared yeah. to uh, staple a one dollar bill to oh, a person's my gosh. body. It's so um, it is, it is. I screamed, and then I did it again because. I screamed in horror, and then I was like, I want more. Yeah, basically, um, <laughs> you know, just every textbook, just thing. Uh, it's my physics teacher. I I had a physics teacher once that brought in a bed of nails. Um, and we were all like, what are you doing with this? And he laid on it in class and he talked about like the, the placement and the body and and how like you can lay on this and it feels totally fine, but it looks like you're doing the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, So whenever I hear that, I think of that class. Yeah. But, um, so there was that and, um, there was two performers there and I was just like, just in awe. I was like, what is this? Why don't I know about this? And then they were like, oh, yeah, they're from Pittsburgh. I was like, wait a minute. I live in PA, and there's You're this like, thing wait a that's minute. happening. 
like, what is this? Because the um, the two performers were amazing, like absolutely amazing. Uh, one had more like a dark gothic kind of look, and she was very nice. And she is the one who was kind of like the main like performer, like producer, and all that stuff, and put the show together. And then there was this lady named Lita. There's always that lady. And I just could not. I fangirled. I mean, fangirl. I couldn't tell if I was in love with her, wanted to be her, or be her friend. Like, I was just like, oh my God, who is this? I need to know this person in my life now. Yeah. And I was just like starstruck. And I remember being so nervous because I've never met this person. I never really known what burlesque was or anything that and now i'm just seeing this gorgeous lanky woman just pulling out fans in the middle of november when it's freezing just doing this beautiful just stand dance and i just could not stop looking at her and i'm such a nervous person when it comes to like meeting people that sometimes i just have to force myself to do it and i had like the longest conversation with her and it was amazing until this day like she does so much like she like if you think my instagram is interesting i just send you a link to hers because she's like dances for a band uh there's a couple of shows that i saw that the other day just walking in town square she like wears stilts and i was just like still Whoa. still to this day i'm still in awe with her and that was like eight years ago and i still be like I'm in love with this person. Like, I love her. Like, everything. Like, when I met my partner, the first thing I told him, I was like, I need you to know there's this burlesque performer. There's another person in my life. Yeah. That you need to be aware of. And he, like, the day that I showed him, her name's Lita, he was like, oh, my God, I get it. And I was like, yeah, because she's amazing. Yeah. And I would be very interested in looking yeah, her up to, and getting her information yes i will have to like send that to you because she is for sure amazing i know they've done traveling everywhere um like i yeah. said they did the astrosity show but basically um because of that person i was just like i need to know more um after the wedding i kept in touch with her and um they not them but they informed me that the other person the other person was uh macabre noir which is also an awesome name. They ended up in Pittsburgh. I can't remember the exact year because my memory's a little bit shoddy. Did a, uh, like, a burlesque kind of, like, class thing to, like, form, like, an exercise troupe. Um, I missed the cutoff on actually joining that class by, like, a day or two because I didn't know it was there. Oh, bummer. And, yeah, it, it, it hurt. But it ended up being a good thing as well because, uh, at that point, I didn't know, like, I was starting to go to shows, but I didn't know how to actually, like, get into it. Yeah. And they did this schooling thing, ended up coming with a troupe called the Smoking Bettys, which, by the way, are a lovely group of people as well. I love them. I love them so much. They needed a person called a, uh, needed a kitten. And I basically became a permanent kitten. And I'm not sure if Honeysuckle explained kittening to you. No, we did not talk about that. So please, please talk about that. So a kidney is a person who, uh, depending on how big the show is, is the person who either cleans up the clothes 
or collects the money. Or depending on it, there might be two of you. One person oh, might okay. be grabbing all the clothes. Some person might be grabbing the tips. Usually to kind of help things run a little bit smoother. And yeah. um, I started became the their main kittening. I think I did that for two years. It was me and one other person. And it was just a great. And I was like, I want to start doing it. So eventually it kind of led into, there was a place no longer happening, a gay bar in downtown Pittsburgh called Cruise. And Cruise will have a uh, open mic night or like an open stage night. Yeah. And I think, it, I think it was still called Shine. And now it's at a different place and it's called Shine, but it, I don't know if it was called Shine back then. And what happened is I got, one of my other friends who wasn't at the wedding into burlesque who has a dancing background and she started like performing. So because she started performing, I was like, you know what? I've been kind of in this industry a little bit longer. I should start performing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, little sidetrack. I'm not, there's two types of burlesque kind of like themes. Okay. There's the classic elegant glitter gold. Yeah. Showdown burlesque. And then there's me. <laughs> there is. And then there's me. me. I'm my own category. <laughs> I, uh, not really, but it's called neo burlesque, which is basically just anything that isn't the classic traditional. Okay. So I started out as more as a comic slash yeah. eating things on stage comedian. I've I've seen that. I've seen burlesque performance. People do yeah. like magical type of stuff or like aerial stuff yes, and all kinds of be different stuff. More yeah. of the more neo, just non typical, which I think that's gorgeous too. Um, but yeah, so my first act that I did, and I like, I'm redoing the outfit and stuff now because looking back, like I definitely grown up what like not the best outfit that I could have done. <laughs> But well, you were just for, starting yeah, out. Yeah. It, was, it was good for what I needed to do. It was good to like kind of like learn everything. It was yeah. like my first outfit I put together. But basically, the first dance I did was down in Mexico, I think from the coasters. And my whole thought was, I'm seducing a taco, which then I eat, end up eating a taco. <laughs> I mean, as one does. I feel like yeah, whenever I one, eat a taco, it's a, it's a dance. It's yeah. a dance. Yeah. So I have a legit first dance that I'm going to actually revive kind of a little bit just because I know oh, a little okay. bit more. That's cool. Um, but still going to eat the eating of the taco because let's be realistic. You can't. Uh, once I mean, you bring an eating taco, you can't get rid of an you, eating taco. You want to eat the taco. You there's want no, to eat the taco. Yeah. I'm just no saying it's it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's No, that's re it's really interesting because. You know, you're saying a bunch of stuff that Hazel didn't talk about, but you're also saying a lot of stuff she did talk about. So it's really yeah. interesting. And one of the things that I was thinking about when you were describing, um, you know, meeting that performer that really kind of inspired you was the first time I saw Hazel was about 11 years ago. And we were in New York City at the uh, the Slipper Room, which is a very famous um, performance place in, in New York. Very, very small. Uh, you know, fits like 50 people. Oh, um, so very, very small. And I saw all these performers come out and they're doing all kinds of really cool stuff. And it was like, wow, this is neat. And this is neat. And it's so cool to be here. And then she came out and the group that I was with, we were all just like, who is yeah. this person? So I, I, I completely am with you because we were all transfixed by her and, and how she commanded the stage and her confidence and everything. What I ended up finding out later was I saw her like month two of her doing burlesque and she was still a nervous wreck, she told me. 
Um, but the way that she was on stage and the way she described it was amazing. She said, uh, Hazel is the person that I wish I could be all the time. Um, the confidence, the like no anxiety, no fears, no worries. Uh, this is my space and I own it. And if there's a heckler in the crowd, I can handle it. Like, and it's, and she said, yeah, Hazel is the person that I wish I could be all the time. So I was curious, do you have any feelings about that? Or is your kind of Jane the Dame, like, is that kind of how you are in general? Or is that kind of a, a way for you to kind of escape? It's it's a yes or no, because it's more of my personality hands. But yeah. also it's what Hazel was explaining, uh, less anxiety, because I literally like... <laughs> This is so ridiculous. I'm a nervous wreck on a regular basis just because, like, I have confidence in myself, but just because of me being dyslexic and ADHD, sometimes I second-guess myself all the time. Yeah. So when I'm performing, there's just, like, I can't explain it. Just something, like, I don't say I black out. It's just a different person takes over who's more in control, who's more of just, like, I got this. And, like, you just go in this wave of high that sometimes you forget that there's people in the audience because you're just, like, yeah. having fun. And sometimes, I'm like, I'll mess with, like, the audience as well, depending on the, what the stage is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know there we go. This is what I love about a podcast. <laughs> this, is, this is what we call real life, everybody. Oh, man. You're good. My Italian... My the, Italian the, hands, I can't. The audience them. out there is like, what is going on right now? Just my um, hands. The, just, just the hands. Uh, <laughs> just regroup. my hands. All right, now we're focused. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of like, I don't know if a veil kind of like comes off or comes on, yeah. but like, something changes, and it's funny because like, I'll literally up until like getting dressed, doing all that stuff, until I'm on stage, I'm just like, what the. F- Freak am I doing? Why am I doing yeah, this? Nobody wants absolutely. to see me doing this. Ugh. And then, like, I had <laughs> I had the one time at the show, and it just cracks me up. The one person, like, did the verbal version of, like, slapping you to just be like, get yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> and someone I love did that. that. And it was like, oh, that actually worked. Like, I'm good now. Thank you. I needed oh, that okay. verbal. I needed that yeah. verbal slap to kind of, like, it, like, it's something that clicks. Like, oh, okay, I'm good now. And then, like, as soon as, like, somebody announces you, you're just like, I am that person. I yeah. am this, like, sexual... Sexy fool. I think that's the word. Okay, word. I like that. Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. Um, goddess, basically. That's yeah. how I learned as a burlesque performer. It doesn't matter what type of performance you're doing. Whatever you are, you own that stage, and you are a goddess. It does not matter what size yeah. you are. You could be that. tall, short. You could be round. You could be flumped. You can have stuff in the stomach. That's the other thing that took me a long time to get over, was wearing certain things because of my stomach. Because I okay. have a stomach. Okay. I have no shame now. I have a stomach. It wiggles. I use that for my performances now. <laughs> I was going to say, did burlesque help you become more it, comfortable with it, that? Oh, for sure. And that's amazing. Not doing burlesque for like a year. I could just feel like my body just like, I need, I need that again. Because like living in a society when you're like being a short plus size woman, it's so hard to find like confidence sometimes. Cause like 
for you sure. You have people who are like pro being blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you can't find clothes that fit you. Like, yeah. it's a struggle. It's, yeah, it's difficult for sure. So like do not on stage because I still have to custom make my stuff just because I'm a size 18, 16. I still have to find certain things because I'm not a busty like plus size like all mine yeah. is lower so like yeah. trying to find sometimes a cup that fit me like i can't use like certain ones like there's some very common burlesque or at least around here that are like kind of like the cups here and like their strength i can't use that because it just looks like it's just loose on me yeah so, like i have to make sure like my costumes fit a certain way and once you kind of get that like real good costume you kind of stick with that and it does make you feel so much better about yourself you're just like you know what screw you <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I, I, I love that. me, that's fine but like at the same time i had people who just paid to come into a show to see a whole bunch of people because i don't want to say just women because it's not just women who do burlesque absolutely i think that's a big misconception it is yeah. Uh, because when i when i first saw my very first burlesque performance i remember when a guy came up on stage i went uh, oh men yeah. do this too and it's mm -hmm. like oh no absolutely it's a whole thing men do this too for sure yeah like there's a couple people like there's a couple people in my group like there's a performer named moxie dylan who's awesome um i love uh i kind of grew up kind of being friends with them through the burlesque community always very helpful like great person um there's a i don't know if you heard of this but there's a group in new york that has a couple burlesque guy performers named the elephant is it the white elephant or the black elephant i can't remember i don't know i've heard of that but it's um i'm pretty sure it's it's something elephant in new york they're in new york city and they have like a whole group that way too with like a mix of like drag performers uh, male burlesque performers, uh, female burlesque performers, non-binary performers. So you kind of do get away. Yeah, and which is great around here. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh is a smaller city, but we do have, like, a decent amount of, like, I was going to ask about that, like, what the community was actually like in Pittsburgh, and if there's, if there's a solid community of not only performers, but people that support the, yeah, the burlesque I, I community. Yeah, I'd say there is. Um, for okay. it being what it is it's it's small ish but it it i think it's really good um there's yeah. multiple groups around here um there's a lot of like intertwining of burlesque and drag here <laughs> so like um i'm gonna try to remember all the names of what i know off the top of my head and if i forget somebody i do apologize but like we have the hot metal hardware they're more like a little uh smaller group um who are just kind of like a hodgepodge of anybody. They're a great group to, if you want to get started. Okay. They're so kind of an intro group. Yeah, yeah. They're really good for that. Um, they are also, um, I can't remember if Danny, but there is a person named Luna LaCreme. They are a non-binary person and they are in charge of a thing called shine, which I kind of spoke about earlier. That's a great way to kind of like also start, like performing of anything like if there's like a comedy act you want to start that's a good way to start that if you want to start see how you feel with burlesque like maybe you want to do burlesque and you find that's not your thing maybe you want to do drag like there's a whole like thing yeah. over there and i think they do like virtually right now still because of pandemic but it's still a good way to start 
let me let me real quick. I have to ask you something based yeah. off of what you said, and I don't want to forget this. So, say there is somebody out there right now that's listening that says, "Man, burlesque. That sounds so cool. That sounds like something I might really enjoy." Um, but I, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I can't do that. I can't. How do I even get? What advice would you give to somebody that's maybe right on that line of saying that seems like the coolest thing and seems like something I would actually love to do, but I'm just I'm nervous and I have anxiety about it. You know, like I can't do that. What advice would you give that person? Oh, uh, there's a couple. Um, just to let you know, everyone in the burlesque community and slash drag community all have anxiety. So I, like, thank you for saying that. Really, no, honestly, thank you for it. saying that. Because I think there's a big thing about pulling back that window of saying, well, look, she's up on stage. She has all the confidence in the world. She's not like me. Like, I have anxiety. And it's like, because I have met a lot of people in the community, and they have said almost the exact same thing that you have. Yeah. They're like, we all have tons of anxiety. We deal with issues like depression. We, mm-hmm. we deal with all kinds of different things. So thank you for saying that. So sorry, continue. No, 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 no. You're fine. Like I said, we all have it. Um it's almost like one of those, like, jumping, like, into the deep end. You just have to sometimes just rip it off and do it. But if uh, my suggestion is start going to shows, too. I get under right now okay, with yeah. the pandemic. It is a little bit harder. But, like, start going to drag shows because one's going to lead into another. Because sometimes you yeah. have a burlesque performer because sometimes there's not open stages for just burlesque performers. So you'll see a lot of burlesque performers start at gay clubs or like drag shows just because okay, it's kind really of pulling, not pulling double yeah. duty. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's really sure. not like, uh, or at least around here, like around Pittsburgh, there's not really that around here. So if you okay. want to like do that, um, most of the people start off like going to the drag shows and they will intertwine. Um, just start checking out the drag shows, start tracking out. You will start to see freak shows. A freak show will definitely probably at least have one for burlesque performer or we'll start to like kind of intertwine that circle and you'll just randomly meet somebody. Um, just going, if you see anything that's like a burlesque show, acrobat show, try to start checking those out. Start interacting with the performers because like... <laughs> We may look like we're this big confident thing. We also like, or at least most of us, I can't talk to all of us, love to talk to people afterwards because we love to give the feedback. We love to know like, oh, do you think that worked? Should I do that? Because our audience is the biggest way of knowing if something's working or not for an act. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And an act itself will go into many changes itself. So just starting to be that person, just intertwining and stuff, like, that's the best way of doing it. Um, I think there's, like, some forums you should be able to find as well to be able to be like, hey, I'm looking into this. Like, anybody have suggestion idea? I'm, But this is my experience just in Pittsburgh. I'm assuming it's probably a little bit different everywhere else, but at least in a city, the best way of doing it, if you didn't randomly just upon it like I did, is just yeah. start going to shows. Yeah. Start checking out, start uh, supporting people. Because what's going to end up happening is that a couple things going to happen. They're going to start to recognize you. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. They're going to be like, oh, you're cool. Someone might even just throw out after a while be like, hey, like, would you want to do this? Like, we're starting this open mic night or something. Or, and then just slowly build up. Like, I have a community of just different people, like, just doing random things. And that's how people kind of, like, will see you as well. Um 
and it all kind of just and it really like once you kind of get into that like I guess field or like that little underground thing you're gonna realize how many things that you didn't know were like intertwining with each other and like yeah. I said this is just my experience with Pittsburgh this could be different in other places but just my experience just I think it's because we're such a smaller like area that it does intertwine a lot like a lot of um the burlesque performers know most of the drag performers okay and kind of yeah. like vice versa Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's it's nice to so so kind of just get out there, start going to shows. Uh, number one because it gets you familiar with things, but also yeah. you're supporting you know you're supporting that community by doing that. So uh, thank you for that. Um, yeah. Something really interesting that you said a little while ago that stuck with me um, is when you said you know I'm not sure if I'm putting a veil on or pulling a veil off. Uh, when you do that. And I think that's such an interesting concept. And I've had a few conversations, not exactly like that, but they've been similar to that whole, you know, people basically saying, I'm not sure if I'm putting on my yeah. costume or if I'm taking off my fake costume and, you know, being who I really am. So I really yeah. like that idea and concept of, you know, figuring out which one you're doing. And maybe you don't need to figure it out. Maybe you just like enjoy the ride and just, you know, f feel like that's, what you want to do because I love that you said you know this is something that you saw and you were just in all of and you're like basically I can't do that and then you're now at this point where you're like oh my gosh I miss doing it I miss being on stage I miss performing um yeah. you know so I I love that kind of duality of you going from one side to completely the other um do you do you know of you know when you think you'll be able to get back to performing do you have any certain place that you um, you know, any shout out to a place that you typically perform at or anything like that um, and when you might be able to get back into it? So because of the pandemic, a lot of the places close, unfortunately. So That's right rough. now, yeah, it is rough. Like we had a place called Hambones that was a big uh, proponent because it was one of the few places we could like, if I'm correct, I think you could perform free there and then the bar get kind of like whatever was the earnings at the door. Oh, and then okay. the, That's nice performers got to like get paid plus whatever tips they got which was nice yeah. but unfortunately that place closed there was a another bar in lawrenceville that was called cativo that place closed like that place um i did a couple of shows that were just amazing because i had like a nice downstairs like stage area it was really cool actually my yeah. last show was at that place and don't let me forget i have to tell you about that show that show was just amazing okay. experience. Um, what else? Um, it's just a lot of of the other venues were closing. Um, did I you know really... that was? Did you know that was going to be your last show? No, oh, okay. I did not. Right. No, um, did not know that was going to be my last one. I mean, it was a great one to to, to kind of go on a hiatus yeah. with. Um, that's why I call it. I'm not done. I'm just on hiatus until yeah, this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, I there is a place, I think it's McKee's Rock. There's one in McKee's Rock and one in Allentown. Um, just little side burrs of, like, off of Pittsburgh. It's a, called a Black Forge Cafe. Okay. My, my friend who I actually got, I got her into burlesque, she... <laughs> There it is again. I'm a classy lady. This is part of your burlesque performance. Oh this my is God. your performance. You just need it. You just need a taco now. You just need a taco. I just need. I 
You know, worst part, I ate my taco last night. Such a shame. See that? You didn't uh, save it for today. I, I know. I, uh, <laughs> I did not say it. Oh, there I, you go. A little bit of singing coming out. I like that. That's, that's, I do that when I panic sometimes. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I so the, the audience is learning a lot more about you right now. I love this. Uh, you, you know, having those little, uh, sa- I call them little safety nets. Yeah. Uh, where like when you're in a situation where you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And then you just have these go-to things that you do and say to, yeah, to kind of I, save you. I will do that with, I do that with singing a lot. Um, seven years of choir. I will just randomly just break out in song. Like be like, I need to get out of here. Let's go. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I need to leave right now. <laughs> oh, it looks like it's the time that I should leave. And just yeah. slowly back out, like, I was never here. I was never here. Good talk, everybody. <laughs> Good talk. I love, I, side tangent, I love being that person who's just kind of there, who is observing everything, but sometimes uh-huh. people don't notice, and then I just slowly just, like... Yeah, back out with your knowledge that you've collected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, like a little I'm, spy. I'm a, uh, I'm a people watcher. I love watching people. I mean, I'm a chatterbox. Like, I will walk into, I can walk into any situation and start a conversation with any person in the room. I have really total confidence in that. But I also, I watch body language and eye contact and tone of voice and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I definitely gather and collect information oh, whenever I, I'm in a room. I'm all about that. I do that. it all the time. Yeah, I do it yeah. all the time. I love it's it. It's an essential skill. And it I is. think it's kind of essential when you're up on stage performing too and like reading an audience and things like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Because um, sometimes as a performer, you want to like, you don't quote unquote touch. Like if I personally know that person, I'll sometimes will just like sit on them. I'm like, here's my full weight. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't care. But I'm not going to do that to a complete stranger as well because yeah. some people just don't yeah, like to be there but they don't yeah. want to be touched yeah. which is my favorite thing is someone brought in do you like wristbands or like mm-hmm. glow braces as either i want to be touched or i don't want to be oh touched. that's brilliant <clears throat> i love that yeah because I, I, I always i always, like I always wonder that i will see shows <laughs> where you'll see a performer like touch somebody or mess with somebody or whatever and i always wonder like uh, is that person okay with that? Like, I, I don't know. And I always wonder, like, do they know that person? Like, yeah, because yeah, that's that's sort of a an interesting dynamic. But yeah. I love the, having like colored wristbands. Yeah, it's really dope. Um, I love when uh, like producers do that. Um, but yeah, it's just like I personally, for me, will always go to like somebody I know, or if I'm walking down like sometimes stuff or like an aisle, sometimes like tables. I'll kind of, like, look at that person, and sometimes they'll kind of give me, like, a virtual, like, yeah, or, like, a no, or go. Yeah. And then you kind of get that understanding, too, that I is also that. not outing them as well. Just, like, yeah. a nice, like, subtle hand. Most people will catch up on that. you yeah. got to become hyper-aware. But, anyway, before I forget, going back to the question you were asking, I am planning... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> just the classy lady I am. I love just it. Just a little bit of love. Um, my friend who, I, I have no shame, her name's Rose Maywood. I actually also met her at Stu Um, She now um, has her own little troupe she started this year called Little Red Corsets. Okay. And I am planning, hopefully, as long as the pandemic kind of doesn't go crazy again. And I think October, sometime in October is our plan. We're going to perform at this coffee place um, called The Black Forge. And I'm right now getting stuff set up for a just like a seducing 
kind of like Huntress, I guess you could call it. Yeah. It's like, um, this is going to be the first song that I've ever done that is all instrumental, and it's called Goat. I forget what the band's name is, but it's all just like metal, which I usually don't do metal. So it's going to be like a, a whole black attire. I'm going to have like um, a, a Rams mask that I'm going to perform with that I'm going to just do done up. Like I have stuff set up for it. I'm just waiting for some stuff to come in Whoa. from Etsy. So I'm going to have like a full just Ram thing. That's um, wild. I think I'm going to have like a fur jacket on too that I'm also going to take off. But that's probably hopefully going to be like me getting back into it again because I like either either way I, if it doesn't happen this year it's happening next year because I'm going to do this costume because I spend way too much money to not perform this I love that and and hopefully things continue so that you can start yeah. performing again um it's uh, Pittsburgh's an interesting place I haven't spent a lot of time but a few weeks ago I was in Pittsburgh for a weekend and for being a major city it feels very small it feels it like does. very very yeah. tiny for being a major city um, so coming out to, to Pittsburgh again, cause being in Cleveland, we don't live far. Love no. to meet up with you sometime and actually see a performance down the road. Yeah, that would be really cool. No problem. I can try to, um, I think I have a flyer. If I don't have the flyer on my Instagram, I'll, I'll send it to you. Cause as of right cool. now, I am full on planning it. The only reason why it won't happen is things get shut down again. Yeah. Which That's only, hopefully, hopefully uh, will not happen. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully. But um, if you don't mind, I want to tell you about the last show I did. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to. I definitely want to get back to that. Yeah, tell me about that final performance. So um, it was a new experience, and I will definitely do it again. It was with a yeah. band called Inko Fido, and a newer. Um, I would say because it was like 2019, like not that far. It was like in like before everything kind of like shut down. Um, there was a new performer who w never did burlesque before ever, never done burlesque before, was like, hey, and by the way, I didn't know this person. I just randomly found it. I was like, yeah, I'm down. And then I brought my friend, Rose Maywood. I was like, you're coming with me because, you know, you just always have to have that friend. Like, Tag you have no choice. Partner. Yeah. Yeah. You you're to. like, you're coming with me. You're doing this. You have no choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but basically... A live band, and for us as performers, we don't do a live a live band. We are always with a track, so we know the song. We're like, this yeah, is our track. Sure. This is what's going on. We know what's up. And this person, which I absolutely love it, and it's not like original idea, but it was fun, and I absolutely loved it with this band Inko Fido, who is a very ska based band, and I love ska music, so I was like, perfect. And this performer was like i've never performed before but this is how i want to do it and like we were there was like a lot of people who were like yeah let's do it and it was it was a fun cluster <laughs> like it was a fun it, mess it was a fun mess let's put it that yeah. way and one of the big things i do just because i don't have a dance background mm -hmm. i will think stuff in my head and just think it. I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I know there's a beat here. Let's do here. Yeah. And I remember just doing, like, the practice. And I'm glad we did a practice thing because it would have been even a bigger one if we did it. Just thinking, I'm just going to freestyle it. And just freestyled a whole dance to this, like, ska band. And it was absolutely fun just because, like, 
is a live band. Anything could happen. Yeah. And it was just like absolutely blast. At one point, I like jumped off to the stage and like messed with the audience and like kind of teased them that way and like went up to like the band and started messing with the band members because the biggest thing, another advice with a burlesque performer or if anyone is starting doing that kind of stuff is anything that's on the stage or in a stage area you can use and that's even including so everything is a prop everything Everything is a prop prop. so like there was a couple of times and i'm laughing at this because i just remembered my boyfriend who's somewhere with my dog right now was in the audience watching this and he he laughed because he was like babe what you did with the band members was amazing and uh, there was one female beam, 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 band member that, that I went like this to. And see, I couldn't see it, but Sean said, I just saw this band member's face go, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> in the middle. Uh, was that towards me? <laughs> yeah, just in the middle, just like, just yeah. like thrown off. And he was like, it just like you interacting with the band, you just like doing all this. And like, side thing is, I'm a sweater. Not like you're, for the audience out there, you're not like a human sweater. You're yeah. a sweater. Sweater, yeah. Yeah. So I have a tendency, and if you need to cut this out, I, I understand. I feel um, like whatever you're about to say, I'm going to keep in 100%. Um, my my left side. Um, She's referring to cleavage, everybody yes, out there. Yes, my left side is, um, I cannot keep pasties on to save my life. Ah, so they, do life. they just like fall off in the middle of the show sometimes? Just uh, I use spin pasties because I can get momentum very very fast. So it's more yeah. like a helicopter. Just it just ping. flies off and just, just flies through just the room. Flies off, and then a and... lucky audience member gets to go home with a souvenir. Basically, uh, they brought it back to me. It was great. Oh, that's I nice. think I might have pinged somebody, and I feel bad to this say whoever I pinged. I'm with guessing my that pasty. they didn't feel <laughs> bad about it. No, um, yeah, yeah. no, it was great because it was, like, a whole bunch of, like, punk people, so, like, when my pacey went off, all the people were, whoa! Yeah, it probably made the (laughs) audience go wild. Because now, like, um, I've gotten to learn with my left side to, if something's about to happen, to quickly scoop it, so then I'm just, like, constantly just, like, yeah. You're, you're kind of just here. one, one side and not the other. But yeah. I think half of Pittsburgh have seen this because I've tried multiple different... Like solutions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried just tape. I've tried uh, boob tape. I've tried uh, prosate. I've tried uh, adhesive glue. Nothing will stay on to a point where I'm just so used... I'm just so ready to just like... That's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I just, my body does not uh, handle adhesive very well. Huh. So, um, yeah, so. I mean, if anybody out there has a solution for Lacey, let us know. Please, please do. Let us know in the comments or message I would actually like to do spinny, yeah, I would like to do spinny pacies for one time without trying to give an audience an extra show. You you would like to do it without being able to, like, physically assault the audience with your faces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it just, like, like, everyone thought it was great because, like, it's at a point where it's like a game now. Like, when I do perform, they're like, oh, is Lacey going to lose a Pacey? Will Lacey lose two Paceys? 
We it, might it's, have two Pacey's. It's and like on on this week's episode yeah. of Will Lacey lose a pasty? Like yeah, the old school. Yeah, pasty, that's funny. Basically, yeah. And that's why I love it, because then sometimes I'm going to be like, Lacey lives in Pacey, just, you know, just things that I do. You, you can incorporate that as part of your character. Lacey it, losing pasties. It really is. It really does happen, because, like, a lot of people that I perform with are so used to, like, trying to bring me other solutions and stuff, because I don't know what it is, personally, for me, when, um, I don't know if you've seen spinning pasties. It's usually, like, a yeah, PC yeah. with, like, tassels. Yeah. I get, like, freaking momentum. <laughs> Okay. And that's how usually... That's always amazed me. Like, when I see performers... It just and, goes... Yeah, boom. and it just helicopters. I love it that, It just though. goes. It just absolutely goes. Like, I don't know how. I don't know if it's the way I do it. If it's just, like, the shape. I just know that half the time, it gets so much momentum that it just goes flying in the audience. So, at this point, we also sometimes give a fair warning. <laughs> I was going to say, you could put that on the flyer. Like, a lucky yeah. audience member might get pinged in the face and yeah. get a lucky souvenir yeah, yeah. uh on a bright side uh the way i do my pasties if i make them i use foam base oh so at okay. least it doesn't hurt too bad so it's just like getting hurt with a nerf gun or something basically just a like nerf a nerf gun bullet with a, yeah, yeah. Uh, a but, helicopter nerf bullet okay that's that's not too but bad that happened that's, that happened with the show yeah so but it was it was, it was a great way to end it because just me losing a pacey, just doing this show and with a live ska band. It was like a lot of freaking fun. And it was just like weird because it was a lot of audience of people who never been to a burlesque show. Like they never seen a burlesque show. So oh, we okay. brought like a whole bunch of people into yeah. like this environment that are like, I'm ready to like skank out and like do all that stuff. And then they're like, wait a minute, why are these people now just taking off their clothes? Because yeah. there were some people who just didn't know. They were like, oh, we're going to the show. A lot of people oh, didn't and they know. didn't know what kind of show. They didn't know that. It, uh, they didn't read the fine print of this playing plus burlesque. They didn't, yeah, they didn't read what they were getting themselves yeah. in for. And I remember their manager not being prepared either. And it was so great. I love, I my favorite thing is love seeing people's faces who aren't prepared, loving it and going, Oh my God! What just I was going to say? Do you love surprising people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is my favorite they, thing. They, I love like, what that. is going on right now? Well, I I hope that you're able to get back into doing that soon. I'm I would hoping, love to come yeah. to a show. Um, you know, we've been really big in this area with trying to support local arts and you know not just the major companies, but like the local theaters, uh, local performing arts, and things like that. And we just can't wait to get back to to doing that again. Um, yeah, and, and then in the thing. Youngstown area, I've spent a lot of time in the Youngstown area recently where like Lynn lives, um, you know, and like the Rust Belt Theater Company and supporting them and everything. Um, so everybody out there listening, support your local arts, support local theaters and performers and performances and all that stuff. If you see things opening up and you feel comfortable enough to go, please go. Uh, please help people out because, you know, it's it's these normal everyday folk, if you will, quote unquote, that have you know, might have normal day jobs and things like that, but they're putting themselves out there, they're performing, they're practicing, they're rehearsing, and they're trying to entertain you. So if you're able to and you feel comfortable, please start perform uh, supporting local performing arts again because it's an amazing experience. And if you haven't done before, it's incredible. It's so much fun. It's a great time. And it's one of those things where if you've been to a big show, you always think to yourself, man, I would love to see or hang out with that performer after, ask them questions. At the local stuff, a lot of times you can do that. 
you can then like the performance is over and you can hang out with them and talk to them. And how'd you come up with that? And where did you do that? And how do you make this costume? You can do that kind of stuff. So this is my big like disclaimer, support performing <laughs> arts on the local level. Absolutely. So, um, please do. yeah, please, please do. do. Uh, this is so awesome. This has been a really fun episode. One of my favorites I've done actually, because I love kind of hearing your mind and how that works and how you got into things. So thank you so much for doing this, Lacey. I really appreciate it. Um, But as always, I have to end everything with a rapid fire Q and a, Oh, okay. Um, if it's that, yeah, then it's fine. Yeah, we'll have fun. But this isn't going to be the end for us. We're going to continue to communicate after this. We're going to be buddies. Oh, I love that. Um, I yeah. love that. Yeah, we're going to be buddies. I have questions for you afterwards. Of just, oh, yeah. You can yes. ask all the questions Perfect. you want. You, um, you're and, now in trouble. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, I don't view it as in trouble. I welcome okay. the trouble. Um, and I would love to do a, a future episode down the road, maybe like right before you're about to do like another performance or yeah, something, no or right problem. after you do another one. Let's do one down the road. But yeah. rapid fire Q and A. So I'm gonna. I typically ask like four or five questions, okay. uh, and I promise I won't hurt you, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, but first question, fun one. What is your favorite late night snack? Ooh, okay. Um, it kind of depends, but as of right now, there's this like little ice cream shop that has uh, Mexican chocolate, and I get like a tub of that. Do you know what Ooh. Mexican chocolate is? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. so good yeah it's amazing my, it's the best whoever came up with that yeah all right so is, is it uh what company is it is it a certain company uh, it's just a little local place oh a little uh, local place yeah okay. just a little local ice cream shop down i want to say like a couple miles from the street so that's that's your thing right now is like this uh, yeah. mexican chocolate ice cream it's so good it's very so good choice good. what I'm is because i don't have it Sorry. well maybe this is motivation to go get it now yeah. uh what is your dream vacation I kind of have two. Either Go one ahead. just being at the beach. Just it the doesn't beach matter, in but just the beach. Just the uh, beach. Just chilling at the beach, not doing anything else. Just chilling at the beach. You're walking on the beach. I just, just chill on the beach. Or, or. Um, what I really want to do, and if we ever get the money to do it, I want to, like me and my partner, really want to go to Japan and check out oh, Japan. Oh, very cool. All right. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. All right. Um, what are things that make you sad? Everything. <laughs> you know what's really interesting is I've heard people say, like, literally that exact response. They're like, everything makes me sad. It I'm does. Like, it just, like, depends. But I guess seeing, like, I guess the quickest way of doing it is, like, seeing, like, animals be sad. Because I'm just, like... Yeah, those, like, Sarah McLaughlin commercials. Oh, don't eat. No. Mm-mm. No. Liter- I'm, not, I'm trying to have a good day. <laughs> Yeah, you don't, good we don't we don't need don't that need, in our life. I don't need like the sound of it. What is it? Hearts of an angel or something? Yeah, I don't need shout that out in my to life. Lynn. Um, in one of Lynn's shows, she literally plays a quick side note of Sarah McLaughlin character, and True. it's absolutely amazing. Um, my sister would that that is yeah, and it's so funny. So another shout out to Lynn there. Um, what are things that make you happy? Um, just doing projects really. Um, like just the thought of like doing things or like looking at like the future of things um it, it does really like make me happy like being at shows make me happy i love yeah. being at shows i love being in an environment like that so just like and creativity really yeah I'm, I'm like ideally would love like i work in medical so like having stuff that's more creative it's just such yeah. a breather and it's so nice very cool final question you've been doing really good so far um, see, this wasn't too bad. Final yeah. question. Uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? 
Oh, okay. Um, uh, there's a couple. Uh, one for me, the biggest one would be it's okay if you get stubborn and it it's okay to take care of yourself. Um, just to find out like all your conditions is a reason why you think you're just like, oh, why am I so different? Why do I don't think synchronous? I wish I would have learned that I was had ADHD. I wish I would have learned that I had celiac, so I wasn't miserable all the time. And yeah. that it's okay. And it's okay that your words slip is that everybody yeah. has anxiety. Everyone words slip. Not everyone's perfect. Stop trying to make yourself perfect. It is okay. And you are actually loved. But, mm. like, sometimes That's in beautiful. the moment it doesn't feel that way just mostly yeah. for me because i always feel like i'm making a mistake even now like i tell myself like don't do that that's embarrassing or i'm making a mistake even when i talk and i get like then i get nervous and i'm yeah. like had to remind myself every day like it is okay to not be perfect and sometimes i just have to wake up and just tell myself it is okay to not be perfect I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Words mm -hmm. and wisdom by Lacey, everybody. Um, I like that it's, you know, things that can affect you when you're young can also still affect you when you're older. And we don't all have this incredible, perfect shield of armor. Like, underneath that, we are vulnerable and we have insecurities and fears. Um, but we need to continue to encourage ourselves and we need to encourage each other. We need to support each other. Um, and I think it's amazing that you do what you do and you do burlesque yeah. and performance and all that. That's so incredible. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to hopefully seeing a show someday. Yes, um, hopefully more things will open up. Knock on wood. Um, so, Lacey, thank you for doing this. I really, really appreciate yeah, it. This has no. been an awesome conversation. This is actually like, really fun, and I really enjoy this. Mostly because I love to talk. <laughs> uh, see, that's why I started it. I'm like, I like to talk. Maybe I should just talk to the world out there. Yeah. Um, but I'm, we're definitely going to catch up in the future. I'd love to do a future podcast yeah, episode no for you. Can't wait I'm to hear when down. you're actually performing again. Um, and I will put uh, the link to your Instagram and descriptions and all that stuff below. Uh, but thank you so much. Um, and, you know, I wish you luck with, with all of your future performances. And I thank can't wait you. to hear about it. Yeah. I so for it. For all of you out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, if you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will see you on the next episode. <laughs>